Hey, what's up, mamas? Happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. In today's episode, I'm so excited. I want to talk about reawakening lost dreams in recovery. And so I know that a lot of times we have come in with these big dreams or maybe even in our active addiction we, you know, we have these big visions and goals for our life. I shared earlier in episodes, like we never, ever told ourselves when I grow up, I want to be addicted to drugs or I want to gamble my life away, <laughs> right? Or I want to do toxic things in my life when I grow up or I want to pass those things down to my children. Like never, ever do we bring those things up, right? Those are never thoughts that we think of as children. Usually it's some kind of career goal or it's a family goal, a lifestyle goal that we set for ourselves, right? And a lot of the times I can speak for myself. As a child, I chased those dreams even up until I got into high school. The visions kept me in the path of wanting to do better, do better, and do more. And which way, which route can I go so that I can achieve this goal? Well, I just want to maybe reawaken and respark that light back in you because you were called for something so much more. You know, maybe you're in a place right now in your life where you're like, and and not to say like mother motherhood is such a beautiful gift, but sometimes we get so wrapped in just that identity that we disregard ourselves and our dreams. So in this episode, I want to give you six encouraging tips to set goals and reach those goals because I truly believe that you can do anything you set your mind to. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hello, mama. Welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. My name is Monica Alvarez. I'm a faith-led mom of two beautiful babies, engaged to my best friend, a woman in recovery, an empowerment coach, and a certified fitness trainer. In this podcast, you will find a place of empowerment, healing, and purpose work, all while partnering with God to help transform you into the woman you were always destined to become. I know that you are struggling to break the chains of addiction, abuse, and strongholds in your mindset and in your motherhood. You've gotten into recovery and you're wondering, what's next? What's my purpose? Well, mama, my mission is to help transform you mentally, spiritually, and physically so that you can become the woman that God has destined you to become. And I believe that the most important work that you can ever do is the work within yourself. You were called to be the chain breaker of your family. You were called to bring light for generations to come. So mama, if you are ready to get on this journey with me, grab a notebook and pen, fill up that cup of coffee, grab a box of tissues as we get ready to laugh and cry because your healing begins here. Let's get into today's show. Alrighty, before we get started, I just want to invite you over to our Facebook community group of Moms Breaking Chains. So if you have been a listener for a little while and you are wanting to be a part of our community, we do have a Facebook group. It's linked below in the show notes that you can go ahead and join. If you're not on Facebook or social media and you don't desire to be, we do have a Telegram chat app that I have. It's on the Telegram chat app. Uh, and you can join by clicking the link below that's also on there. Also, we do have a, um, our website, momsbreakingchains.com, so you can go ahead and click on there. Check out any new things that we have going on, coaching uh, coming soon. So I just have a lot of new things that are going to be coming up for this year, and I'm super excited about, okay? 
And also, if you have been a listener for a little while now, you already probably know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> now you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you can really help grow this show. So again, if you've been a listener for a couple of episodes, it would mean so much if you could go leave me a written review. That way we can go ahead and grow the show. Originally, it was just on Apple Podcasts, which is usually for iPhone users, but now you can do it on Spotify if you are an Android user, and you can actually go ahead and leave a review on either one. So that would mean a lot. Thank you again for being a listener. And I shared last time that we hit over a 1,000 downloads, so I'm super excited for the mission that God has instilled in me and us to like be able to do this because we truly are the chain breakers of our generation. So again, thank you. All right, so I'm super excited about today's episode because I love stuff that has to do with like goals and purpose work and it just really excites me. And I think I've really gotten like another level of passion and excitement, especially being a mom. So I really, really love like I love seeing moms that are like doing things and just women in general, but especially when I see moms doing it because I know that a lot of times we can lose our identity and just being a mom, right? And a mom being a mom alone is hard work, right? And and I, I commend so many moms, especially those that, you know, have to do it alone or those that, you know, struggle or struggling and don't know how to ask for help. Like I really admire those that, you know, still try to push forward and do the best they can for their children. But within that, I truly feel that some of the best things that we can do for our children is step into our purpose work and do what lights us up. Because not only are we doing what lights us up and what we're called to do, our children get to see us do that. They get to see the passion that their moms have for life. Like, I love to train women and I love training boxing training. And so I started taking clients again and like my kids happen to be around me. And so like when I'm doing mitt work and I'm training my clients, like I love to see how like my kids watch me do what I love. And it just really like lights me up to know that I can do both, right? I can be a mother and I can do what I love. And I have so many passions, but like that's one of my main ones is like that's what lights me up. It's like when I get to empower, encourage women, train them, help them transform, like all that stuff lights me up. And so for our children to watch us, I think that that really just does something because they're going to remember like, dang, mama chased her goals even though she had us here, right? Like she didn't let uh, give up on her dream she didn't you know and you know there's a difference though like I want to let you know like I understand that sacrifices have to be made right there was a point where all my stuff had to get put on hold because all my focus was on being a mom you know and it was hard for me and then I was going through you know some postpartum depression and I was going through some really hard stuff so it was really really hard for me to be able to put my goals first and even now I still don't put my goals first. My family, my children are still first. But the beauty is that I get to like invite those dreams and passions in where like my children get to be a part of it. Like I get to mesh them all together and do that, you know? So anyways, let's go ahead and get into the six tips that I have for you for reaching and uh, for reaching and achieving these goals, right? So reawakening lost dreams. Again, these might be goals that you had or even like passions that you had and you're just like, you know, I love doing like maybe I love doing makeup. I love doing hair. I love doing fitness videos. I love empowering women. Uh, I have a passion for meal prepping, whatever it is, right? Like especially today 
being able to do things virtually and use our platforms to like really help and inspire other women or people in general it's like really possible today you know because it's made it that much easier to reach so many people and so everybody with uh, with the day and age that everybody's on their phone everybody depends on apps and encouragement online this is the perfect timing to be able to take advantage of those um opportunities to be able to grow and do something that we love right so the first thing the first tip i want to give you is take an honest inventory of what really lights you up okay sometimes especially coming from like that people pleasing background i think we have this tendency to want to wrap our dreams around what our parents might have said we're gonna do oh you know my family always told me we're all doctors so like i'm gonna be a doctor or you know Everybody in my family just got a regular eight to five job, uh, eight, nine to five job. So like I got to do that and just settle. And there's nothing wrong with that. But again, if that's not what you want, do what pleases you. I personally have never, I've never had a nine to five job. I'll be honest with you. I've always done some kind of schooling, worked at night or worked in the morning, done schooling in the evening. Um, it, it, you know, and I've, or worked split shifts majority of the time. I hardly ever had like a, a set job without doing anything. Um, because that just never lit me up. You know, my hours were always like different cause I was a trainer. And so most of the trainings happened in the morning or at night. So my job, my, you know, mine weren't never on set hours. And then as a boxer, I would train on my split shift break during that time and then go back to work. So like my schedule was always like consistently doing something. Or like I said, I was always in some schooling, some kind of training, always doing something, going to college. I just tried all kinds of stuff. And, um, and I really started figuring out what really lit me up and what did not you know? Um, so it looked different when, before I had my kids versus when I had my kids. So I, I share with you that before I had my children, uh, before I became a mom, I was really set on turning professional as a boxer that lit me up the idea of traveling, of becoming a world champion and being able to inspire the women, step in the ring as a pro, all of that, like get my name out there was what lit me up at that moment. Then I got pregnant with my son and the dream started to shift, you know, all of a sudden it wasn't appealing to leave and travel the world without my son. It wasn't appealing to leave my family behind and be gone on a nine day trip out in another state. You know, those things didn't become appealing to me anymore. What started becoming appealing to me more was like I started seeing how being a mother and having my children really having my son at the time really, really lit me up. Like I loved motherhood so much that I was like, wow, like, can I do both? How can I do both? Right. And then eventually I felt like I kept holding on to the dream of turning pro because my trainer expected that of me. I had been training with him for so long. I felt like I had this loyalty to him and I don't think that he ever pressed me about it. I really think that I just didn't want to let him down. Like he invested all this time. I can't let him down now that I had a kid. Right. And the truth was that I was trying to chase a dream that wasn't pleasing to my spirit anymore or to my life. What really started to shift was that I really got excited about empowering women. And I just happened to love boxing. And I said, well, how can I do this, be a mother, do what I love and be able to help women? And so I started doing an honest inventory, which is your tip number one. Do an honest inventory of what really lights you up. Like you really have to think about that. Like really, really sit down and think what kind of stuff lights me up. Like, and you should be able to feel on the top of your head what lights you up. Like, and it can be something that like you think is, oh no, nobody would ever like that. But you'll be surprised 
how many people would be drawn to you because you love it so much, right? A lot of the times people are drawn to not, they're not even, it's not that they're drawn to what you're doing. They're drawn to you because of how lit up you are about it, right? I doubt majority of the women all want to put on gloves and box, right? I think they're drawn to it because I love it so much. Now, there's some that do like to punch things. Don't get me wrong. But because I love it so much and I, and I, um, what's the word? I project this like happiness and empowerment because see, if I was just in there and sparring and hitting other women, that probably wouldn't be uh, attractive to a lot of women that are wanting to be a part of empowerment. Now, when I'm turning it around and using my boxing days and using my experience to help women empower them through mitt work and boxing training and light them up, that's a different story. Women see how lit up I am about my passion and that draws them in, right? So what are you passionate about? What draws you, what what draws other people in because it lights you up so much, okay? So do that inventory. That's number one. Number two, I would make a list of the pros and cons of chasing this goal. So again, remember, let's, let's think about timing. Let's think about being practical. One thing I've learned in recovery is that if it's not practical, it's not spiritual, right? And I know that that doesn't mean like for everything, but I hold on to that because I got to understand what that means to me. It had a different meaning before. What it means to me today now is that if it's something that is too chaotic, basically out of God's alignment and God's will for me, I can tell because it seems like I'm laboring too much, like it's just too stressful. I'm putting too much on my plate at one time. It's just not practical. And in turn, I'm not acting spiritual because I'm not feeling good with the situation, right? A lot of things aren't lining up. I don't feel good about it. And so either I'm grumpy, I'm always complaining, or something can happen. And it's not so much that I'm not because I'm doing something I don't love. It's because I took too much on at one time or I'm adding too much to my plate. And in turn, people that really want to do this or like the people I really want to help are suffering because I'm not doing it in the right timing or in the right way, right? And a lot of times, and this is me, right? I'm speaking about myself especially as people that are go-getters, like I'm a go-getter. I love to chase dreams. I want things to happen and I want things to bloom overnight. Well, I've had to get a reality check that that doesn't happen, right? And sometimes the best growth is slow growth because if we get too much on our plate at once, we may not know how to handle it, you know? And that's what happened for me. Like there was a time where I got so many clients and things were happening. I didn't know how to handle it. Like I didn't know how to like really take on those responsibilities and in turn, somebody was going to suffer. It was going to be my home or it was going to be me spiritually or my clients were not going to get the best out of me because I wasn't giving them 100%. So slow growth is the best growth. Don't think things are going to happen overnight. And sometimes they may, but just know that everything that's happening for you is all part of the process and that you can take on more. You can take on you can take on this responsibility, but also you got to make sure that it's practical. And if it, and you know, like for example, let me give you a quick one. Um, it wasn't practical when I had a newborn, you know, uh, a newborn and a little toddler that was two years old. That was really hard. You know what I mean? It was really hard. Um, when I had my newborn, I think my son was still one. He was going to be two in a few months and it was really hard. Like I just practically could not start anything yet. Like I was working out, I wasn't ready to start taking clients. Like, I just couldn't do it yet. It was really hard. My baby was so little, you know? And then um, and and then later on, it was like, okay, okay, I could, you know, she's sitting up in her little bouncer. 
I think I can start doing this, right? Or I can get a little bit of help with her and things like that. So just thinking about being practical because it really makes a big difference, okay? Three, um, this is a very important one. I would really pray on it. I would really pray about it because once you get the honest inventory, once you get the plan, you start doing the pros and cons, or not the plan, but the pros and cons, right? You start thinking about, okay, what are the benefits of doing this at this moment? What are the benefits if I do this, you know, depending what way you're doing it in person, opening a business, maybe there's financial pros, maybe there's financial cons you got to take a look at. Um, just writing all those things. Now, once you got all those things out there, I would really pray on it. I would take time to sit and pray on it and really think like, and, and you're just going to kind of know, like you're going to feel if it feels right to you. And if some things feel off, like I would really pray about it and really think and try to figure out what feels off about it. You know, is it the timing? Does it feel too chaotic? Am I going to be all over the place? Or am I going to have to be like, you know, am I going to be missing time with my family? Like too much time? Am I willing to sacrifice that time? I'm like you just got to think of those things. You know, there was a time where I know I had babysitters, but I wasn't willing to sacrifice my time with my kids just yet. I wasn't ready. You know, I was like, no, I want to enjoy my babies. And, you know, thank God at the timing, I didn't have to work. So like I didn't have that urgency but I wanted to enjoy my kids. And I was like, I'm not ready to like really step out there yet. And then now it's like I did it on right timing and I love it. I enjoy every bit of it. I embrace my time with my kids during the day. And then in the evenings, I train my clients, you know, so I get that time. So I would really pray about it. I would really try to turn it over to God and, um, you know, and really, really like think about it and, and see how it feels for you. And you'll just, I wish I could just tell you easier. I guess when I was first starting off, I wouldn't know because something felt right or something felt off. And just listening to that intuition because we have intuition for a reason. Today I'm learning that intuition is usually God trying to tell us something. And a lot of times we think, oh no, it's just my nerves or it's this or it's that. But really listen to that. Pay attention to that. Pray on it and meditate on that and see how you feel. Okay? That's number three. Number four is, okay, you turned it over. You prayed. What are you feeling? ready to go. All right, let's take that plan of action. Sometimes, let me tell you this, sometimes you're going to pray about it and you're going to feel nothing. <laughs> you're going to feel nothing. I would highly encourage you to still take that plan of action. Okay. Because there's going to be a tip at the end that I'm really going to talk about. But in all the things I've done and all of the dreams and things I've achieved, I've jumped, I've made that plan. I've made some action because when we make a decision, the only way to bring it to life is by taking action. So if you made a decision that you want to pursue this goal and that it's important to you and that you love it, take that plan of action. Let's start writing out a game plan. Okay, by when do I want to do it? What route do I want to go? What tools and steps do I need so that I can get this business up and running, right? Um, who do I need to contact? Maybe I need to go and ask certain people or get some advice. You know, I asked a lot of questions, like even recently, because now I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm training people. I'm not quite ready to get into a physical location like this year, this moment, but that's a future thing I want to do. So like I've been slowly picking at entrepreneurs brains. Like when I go and take my kids on a play date, there's this guy there that runs this uh, facility for kids that I take our children to. And I pick his brain. I'm like, hey, what did it take for you to get this LLC? Or like, what do you recommend? Or hey, how, you know, if you don't mind me asking, how much do you pay more or less around this area for a place like this? Like, you know, asking those questions, like getting those answers and 
and just saying, you know, and, and, um, and you'll be surprised how many people are really willing to help you because they've been there before. And some of them have just had to find out because they just jumped in to the deep end, you know, and uh, I would read books about business. I would listen to podcasts. I, I do a lot of podcasting. I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of researching. Um, I ask questions. I've gone to like free business classes that like our local library has like look into those free resources. Like not everything has to be paid, especially if you're trying to start a business. You may want to budget differently and not maybe spend so much money on all these types of things. Right. Like courses that are going to promise you that you're going to have a business up and running and, you know, try to stay away from all that fast that overnight success stuff, okay, because that doesn't work. Really try to stick to people that are going to teach you that it's a long game and it's a process and how can you grow and learn through this, okay? So doing plans of action, try to use your proper discernment on who you would like to guide you in this, okay? Because it's a really fun but also important step to make sure. And so like one thing that I mentioned is like starting this podcast, I had this vision of wanting to do something like with speaking or encouraging people. Never thought it was going to be a podcast. But then I came across a podcast of a woman that, you know, did podcasting and it helped her and it helped her grow. And so I would listen to her. I would binge listen to her episodes. And I I started listening to how she took action, how it was a messy start. But like eventually she started learning as she went of what to do, what not to do. Right. I can tell you that as a trainer for a decade, I've learned a lot of things of what not to do, right? I've started and stopped, started and stopped a lot of times. I worked at um, a commercial gym for about a year, then I worked at another gym for about five years. So like I have in-gym experience and I'm also having some uh, private entrepreneur type or solopreneur type um, experience, right? Like working with, with, you know, working with people outside, doing things on my own you know, taking those actions, getting those, those business, um, uh, certifications, doing things I need to do to start, right. Um, having to either go get a DBA, find out, do you want to do a DBA? Do you want to do an LLC? I've been learning different things about both. Um, really just looking and researching those options. Do you want to do online? Do you want to do in person? You know, if you're going to do something at a park, for now, be sure to do it the right way. Like for example, I'm starting a six week program at the park. Um, I did things the right way, right? I caught the park. I made sure that it was legal. What I had to do, do I got to get a permit? I did things the right way so that nothing comes back and bites me later, right? Trying to do and lift things the right way. Um, trying to get those proper licenses to cover myself, to have my legal business, a legit business, doing the liability forms, doing the things that I need to do to have an up and running business, but doing it the right way, right? Being honest about how much money is coming in, doing the spreadsheets, saving the receipts, right? Like doing those types of things, right? And your goal may not be a business. Your goal may look different, but I'm just giving you advice on how I'm going about my path because I'm really, I have a passion for business and for like being a, a solopreneur, like a mompreneur. So I really love that kind of stuff. Okay. And then number five is the, this is going to be really important. Okay. Because, um, you know, I really, really think number five is important too, because I, I really want to encourage you to only get advice from people that have really been there, done that. Okay. Um, that are doing it, that have done it, or that are in the same mindset as you about pursuing these dreams. A lot of the times, if you go to, I hate to be mean, you go to family members, you go to people that are scared and kind of stuck and comfortable where they're at, 
They're going to try to talk you out of your dreams. They're going to try to give you reasons why it's not a good idea, why you should stay in a comfortable job or whatever your goal might be, right? Like I said, it may not be to start a business, but it may be to venture out and do something on the side. They're always going to try to find, you know, a reason why you shouldn't do it. Only get advice from people that have credibility in this area. Do not get advice from people that are going to give you advice to stay stuck and comfortable, okay? That is the worst thing you can do, all right? It's like going to a, a specialist that has nothing to do with what you're going to them for and asking them for all this advice. They're not going to know, right? You wouldn't go to a professional and, you know, you wouldn't go to a nail tech and ask them advice about, you know, something medically with you, right? Or just, I'm just throwing examples. I don't even know what I'm thinking about, but I'm just giving examples. You wouldn't go to somebody that completely has no experience in what you're trying to do. Same thing here. Don't do that. Like, don't go to people that, and I, I, I hate to make it feel like that because sometimes we have people that we really love and trust that encourage us. I guess what I'm saying is use your proper discernment. Is this person has this person always been supportive of you? Or do you have those people that say, oh, here you go with another idea. Oh, here you go with another goal. Like, are, are, are you going to the friends that are like, man, keep trying to find what you love, you know? Because I know I've done a lot of things. I've started and stopped. I've done this. And then I signed on with this network marketing thing. And then I left it. And then I went to another one. And then I started again. And then, you know, like, oh, you know, I've always jumped around, tried to do things. But I'm grateful because even though I've stopped, I've always started something else again. And I'm not to be like inconsistent, but like I just I go for what I what feels right for me. And how will I ever know what feels good to me if I don't ever take a chance? Right. Like that person that starts and fails is taking such a bigger chance and is getting more experience under their belt than the person that's never tried at all. So while you may have somebody that's never done anything risky trying to give you advice, you're probably going to want to take it from the person that you've seen tried, failed, tried, failed because they're going to have more experience of what and what not to do. OK, so just using that. And the last one, number six, this is do not be afraid of failure. I'm going to just tell you right now, you're going to fail and not I'm not speaking failure into your life. I am just saying there's going to be some areas that you're going to fail in. I'm not saying you're going to overall fail, but you're going to make some mistakes, right? You may have to stop. You may have to start again. You may find a few months in, this is not what I really wanted to do. You may do that, right? Like I started a crafting business. I started my boxing um, online fitness business last uh, in 2020. I don't have neither one of those right now. And it's not because, oh, Monica doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. I still love to do crafting. I still make t-shirts. I still make reefs and things like that. I just didn't want to do it for a business anymore. Like I was like, I, I just don't want to. Like it lights me up. I love doing party packages. I love decorating for parties but not as a business. It didn't light me up anymore. So now what do I do? I just do it for family. You know, when we have kids parties for my children, for, you know, um, for my nephews and things like that, I'll do party stuff, baby showers, whatever. Right. But the truth is like, not everything that I love has to be a business. And I think that's where I kind of got that confusion of like, well, if I love it and I'm good at it, it needs to be a business. No, it doesn't. You know, I love to craft, but I would have never learned that had I not taken that chance and stepped out and done what I'm supposed, what I did, you know, so taking chances, don't be afraid. You may fail, you may start something, you may stop it, or you may hit it on the nail the first time, you know what I mean? May hit the nail on the head the first time. And so don't be afraid of taking those chances and don't be afraid if something doesn't light you up anymore. Either one, think about a way, how can I 
you know, shift this? Do I need to add something, take something away that's maybe not adding to my brand, my value? Or do I just need to start all over? So let me give you an experience. So I said in 2020, I started my crafting business and I started my online boxing gym. My online boxing gym was eventually named La Bomba Box Fit because La Bomba was my boxing name when I was a fighter, right? Didn't know of any names, couldn't be very creative. And BoxFit was just the name of the program that I had for um, my boxing fitness for all the years I was teaching boxing, right? Which was BoxFit means boxing fitness in a shorter version. So I just put it together, La Bomba BoxFit. Started that up and then eventually um, I... It, you know, I was online, you know, it was during the COVID thing and it was working and it was doing what it was doing. And then, uh, but the, the the branding didn't really feel right anymore. Like I was like, man, you know, and the truth is like, I've always really had women clients and I've always like, and, and I've, and I've had some amazing male clients, right. But like my heart has always really been with women. Like I've always really loved to train women, empower women. And especially when I became a mom, like I really, really loved to help moms because I was like, man, like I know what it feels like to feel like you don't have a, a, a community, a tribe. Like it, it's really hard to feel like you don't have anybody. And the truth is, was I was like, well, what can I do to start that for moms that feel like I do, right? Which is why I started this podcast and which is why I rebranded. And so anyways, I say that to say that I started those two businesses and I don't have neither one of them right now. As a matter of fact, I just rebranded. I got off the online because when I was doing online, it was all Zoom. So like I was doing my classes through Zoom and it was great for what it was for. Like some of the women that had it that weren't ready to step out like, you know, because of COVID and everything, like we, they loved it. They enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And then uh, eventually when I had to let it go because of, you know, things that were going on, um, I knew that when I came back and if I came back that I was going to rebrand, I knew it. I was like, I felt like I wanted something just for women. Like I was missing that piece. Um, I had a passion for women, for women's boxing, for just boxing, for women and fitness and everything. Like I just felt like women needed their place in this area. And so I rebranded. So I just started back up again. As a matter of fact, like at the beginning of February, end of January, and I rebranded to BoxFit Queens. And that lights me up. That makes me feel like it's pretty, it's girly, it's empowering. Women love it. Women are are drawn to this brand. I'm drawn to the brand. It feels right. And I'm like, this is what I love. This is what I want to do, you know? So I can tell. But see, had I not made that decision, if I had been so stuck on like, no, I don't want to fail. I don't want people to think I'm a failure. I would have stuck to a brand that didn't really, really align with what I wanted to do. And now I feel like I'm with the branding that really aligns with who I am, what I love and what I really like. I, it's like, you could probably just hear the passion in my voice. Like I love my branding, you know, I love the box fit Queens. I love mom's breaking chains. That title too lights me up for this podcast. Like being able to say like that's what lights me up is like breaking those chains and those lies off from moms and helping them and and allowing me to like use my voice to be able to empower you through my experiences and my life that's empowering to me I love that kind of stuff so yeah I mean if I had not did what I did and stepped out to do what I like stepped out and failed and tried again and failed I would never be able to be at the place I'm at don't be afraid of failure, you know, so I'm, you know, that's just part of the process. So let me recap everything. So the six tips, the first one is take an honest inventory of what pleases you. Try to stay away from doing things because 
other people expect out of you. Don't do something because people are like, like real quick, I'm going to just touch on this before I recap all, all six again. Honest inventory is being true to you. For the longest time, I didn't want to let go of being a boxer because I had so many people telling me I was such a good boxer. And I didn't want to let go of that image and that kind of compliment because, you know, I trained hard and I knew I was a good fighter and I had championships and I was like so drawn to wanting to hold on to it tightly because I was like, well, if I let it go, then I'm not going to be considered a fighter no more. Well, it just shifted. Now I love to do it as a trainer and I hope to be able to build other women up in this area so they can, if eventually they want to compete this is what they can do, you know? So take an honest inventory. What do you want? Not what others want from you. Because a lot of times we'll stay drawn to something because it, it seems to complement our identity, okay? So try to stay away from that. Do something that truly lights you up, okay? So number one, honest inventory of what pleases you. Number two is make a list of the pros and cons about achieving this goal at this timing, so really, really be practical about what you can and cannot take on right now, okay? Number three, pray on it. Turn it over to God. Try not to jump into self-will and take your will back in this process, okay? If you turn it over, leave it there until you feel something. And then remember, you may not feel anything, so you may just have to jump to tip number four, and that's start with the plan of action and actually execute, right? Which means let's make the plan and let's go for it, right? You made the decision, let's put some action behind it, okay? This is where we're doing the planning, we're asking the questions, we're doing, you know, um, maybe this is hiring the business coach, maybe this is writing out the plans, this is getting the DBA, this is, you know, doing, finding the locations, you know, starting somewhere, figuring it out, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. And then number five is getting advice from people. Try to stick to only getting advice from people that really, really have been there, done that, or that really encourage you and aren't going to discourage you or make you sound like you're crazy for accomplishing your goal. Okay. And then the last one, do not fear failure. Okay. So I touched on that one for a little bit, but I really just hope that these tips encourage you because again, this stuff lights me up. I really feel that we were meant to do it. We can do it all mamas. We really can. But again, it's in timing. It's in proper planning. It's in taking action, making decisions, taking action, because all of this is really going to help us. And and we remember, think about it. Somebody out there is waiting for you to step into your calling. Somebody out there is waiting for the solution that you have for them. So don't sit on your dreams, okay? Remember that you are planting seeds into your children to chase their dreams. What are you teaching your child? Think about that, right? Part of breaking change is, is taking away that old traditional thinking that they got to do exactly what you do, right? Or that you got to do exactly what your family has always done, Breaking those chains is more than just addiction and abuse and lies, right? It's about stepping into something that maybe nobody in our family has ever done before. And you're going to show and shift the dynamics of your generation to show them that success is possible regardless what you've been through, right? Regardless what they're going to go through, it's possible. So remember about the seeds we're planting and just know that somebody out there is waiting for you to step into your calling. So I hope that this, these tips help you. And again, if you have any questions, like, please reach out in the Facebook group, message me. I'm here for you. Like, I'm all about helping moms step into their calling. I really feel that we do have to do some inner work, do some, you know, do some, uh, what's the word, that inventory so that we can really see what's stopping us from stepping forward. And I truly believe that you have that opportunity to do that. So have a wonderful and blessed day, mamas. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much, Mama, for listening to today's episode. If this show impacted you in any way or touched your spirit, it would mean the world to me if you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review. Not only does it bring me so much joy to see how it's impacting you, but it helps to grow the show so that we can continue to spread this message to moms all over the world. Thank you so much again for helping me grow this mission. God bless you, Mama. Bye-bye. Happy day. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.